It don't matter what I try I just can't win and I don't know why There's a fork in every road I pick the wrong one and then I go American loser, yes I am Disenfranchised from everything well, I fall up and I fall down I was born. Hey there, folks. It's American Loser, although it's one last time. We're doing International Loser, okay? We wanted to do this. This topic's a little bit too good to not have, okay? A little bit too good not to cover. And we are live at a Shared Universe podcast studio in Homedale, New Jersey, the Bellworks location. Uh, with me behind the ones and twos is, of course, the big kahuna. Say hello, sir. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm very good. I'm very good. You know why? Because we're joined by one of our favorite returning guests. Oh, this the, is going to be good. The man who was there for your inception moment. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my my re-origin story. <laughs> we knew him at one time by a certain name. And then one, this day happened when Chris Covert, welcome back to the show, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, dude, I'm excited, man. Because you actually, uh, everybody knows this. You named the Big Kahuna the Big Kahuna. I did. Yeah. I did. That's I, right. I, I we were working uh, Vulgarthon together. And I walk up to you and I'm like, hi, I'm... Oh, I'm, I'm almost, almost there, <laughs> and uh, and you're like, oh no no no, there can only there can only be one. We have a few too many of those around here. Your <laughs> yeah. name is Kahuna. Right. Kahuna. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you could have been Flounder or something. Oh know. good yeah. God, don't put that in the universe. <laughs> Always could have been worse. Why Flounder? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, listeners who listen to us on a weekly basis, you guys also. The you know, the deep melodic tones the uh, <laughs> of one Lawrence Patrick Burke returning to the show. This is his first episode back in about a month. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, well, we had to uh, have a little time off down in the in South Beach, and of course, I go away for a couple of weeks. And this guy changes the whole course the here, whole format, a new new tact. Uh, instead of going American Loser, we're now doing International Loser Month. Just just for this particular, and we had to throw one off too because we did cover Sasquatch, which the episode was great, and uh, Ted Daniels came on, and it was hysterical. But um, I did get some people like, you know, Sasquatch. I don't really know if he's part of history. You know, who so- who who said that? Stu. <laughs> no, no. Stu, Stu probably loved it, to be honest with you. Uh, and I got to shout out a couple of people real quick. Of course, first and foremost, our guest gets to promote his stuff first. Chris Covert, you have an album out, sir. I do. A brand new album. And where can people find it and what's it called? I don't know. Oh, good <laughs> No, it's- uh, It's hard to find on the rack. <laughs> it is. Well, you can get it on- It's on Alexa. I tell my Alexa to play me all the time. <laughs> it's on Apple, it's on Spotify, it's on everything. And it's Chris uh, Covert, C-O-V-E-R-T. Comedian Chris Covert. Uh, Songs Gone Wrong is the name of the, the tune. And anybody who's the, seen uh, you before album. or seen us before on a it, your show is fucking hysterical. Thank so you. It's, it's Thank very, you very, very much. It's, I try to be a little different. Not to get emotional, but uh, we, we were at uh, Uncle Paulie's house uh, cleaning up, and, so, and he bought one of your CDs. Uncle, oh, yeah? Yep, Uncle Paulie bought one nice. of Nice. So. Thanks, Uncle yeah. Paulie. The best. Um, also, another thing I got to plug. I promise. Some some people have asked me this before. They want to know where I get some of the artwork done that I get done. Number one is uh, Diego Pimentel is, I believe, the guy's name. He is a huge diehard comedy fan up in Poughkeepsie. And he did that Escape from Jacksonville poster for me that we're doing for the album release coming up. Nice. It's ridiculous. He made me. Yeah, he took really this, this puffy Irish face and with art and just skill 
beyond almost what a human should be capable of, gave me a jawline again. No kidding. It was incredible. It was pretty incredible. You're a little puffy lately. Oh, it's getting bad. It's not good either. We're working Don't on we? ourselves. I like it. It, feels, it makes me feel good about myself. Uh, I quit smoking back in November. Oh, did you really? And I, yeah, and I. Oh, just, is that why your voice is so high pitched now? I don't know. But <laughs> that and I'm, I'm going on about three hours sleep, but uh, I've been eating just re- ridiculous, just stupid. I'm I gained back. about twenty pounds. All right, you and me both, and that's our challenge. We're gonna we're uh, plug twenty. Our you're going with that, huh? All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, American weight loser. That's the move. The other guy I got to promote real quick is uh, my friend uh, Craig Mahoney. He is a very, very talented artist. He, I'm a loyal customer of his too, by the way. He has drawn my grandfather for me in his army uniform that made my mom and my aunt cry on Christmas Day. He drew Derek Jeter because that's what he likes to do with his sports stuff. He's very, very good at it. So Craig Mahoney, it's uh, at uh, your old pal Craigers is what he goes by on Instagram. But you guys can find him on there. It's Craig Mahoney, art, extremely talented guy. He's putting together a sub stack, a bunch of other things like that. And uh, he's looking to sell some more art because what he does, he actually has a pretty cool day job. Um, he tells me, he goes, I'll come in. He does like voiceover work and stuff. Super talented guy. He's going to come on the show eventually. But Craig can't work uh, on this show or any shows really if the Yankees are in town <laughs> because he sets up his easel in front of Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium and paints and draws the players. Yeah. And people just come by and buy that shit. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, he's definitely talented. I remember years ago he did that uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, that was what set him up for yeah. – I think he was able to quit a day job because of that. So he's trying to make sure that that streak continues. So please help yeah, him out if yeah, you can, guys. I'll give some uh, links we in there. some uh, art shows together. But I, I think he's locally – he's locally. For right now, I think he's getting ready to move he, back up to the Bronx. Him full-time. and Ken called me up pretty happy one night and <laughs> dragged me out to the Dublin house for a couple. And yeah, it was good to see him. I haven't seen him in years. So. He is uh, – he's a fun guy. He's definitely a fun dude to hang yeah. with. So we're going to have some more links on ways to uh, support him coming up here as well because uh, I just – I got a soft spot in my heart for the guy. He did the poster, the original poster for Escape from Jacksonville where he drew it. He drew my dog. Um, you know, Eddie the and painting. everything like that. The painting. The painting. That's right. The one that uh, you know is the album cover now for this goddamn thing that's coming out May 24th, folks, directed wow. by some nerd named Christian Cordez. What a right. fucking loser. Yeah. 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 What I, I get it. You just got to put a fake Spanish thing on to sound like you're all diverse and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're checking all the boxes here. Right? That's no. right. American loser. But I'll tell you guys what. I think we're, uh, we're done with those uh, shout outs for right now. So we're going to hop right into this one. This is the last installment for the year. Of international loser, we'll back to. Don't don't be wrong, okay? There's my dad's. What's what's that word, dad? We try to use to describe you. It's the the, the old the, the, the uh, <laughs> old. That's right. Is that not old? I'm sorry, I, I thought we were playing the game. He is salty. <laughs> he is salty. So, but this one uh, jumped out at him too because there's actually a pretty good comedy tie-in for this one because uh, people think I'm smart, but that's only because I don't say things if I'm not sure of what I mean. Okay. That's how I play the game here. Right, I also I, I know when to laugh at something, and I know how to use uh, clues to inference something. But yeah, don't uh, let facts or truth uh, get in the way. Just we try. <laughs> throw it out there. You're, You're not be a ready. Real journalist. The opening. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the opening line of this episode is not going to give you any hint as to what the episode's actually about, but it's so true, uh, and that's why it, it's extremely funny. Is because it is honest. So way back in 1998. The immortal Norm MacDonald is fired from Saturday Night Live in the midst of the greatest run uh, weekend update in the history of the entire show. He is fired by an executive from NBC, Don Olmeyer, I believe his name was. And uh, a couple weeks later, when appearing as a guest on the David Letterman show, 
Norm would refuse to say anything mean about his professional executioner. Don Olmeyer is the guy who literally said, you're fired. You're, you're off out. the show. No more weekend update. Goodbye, Norm. Because he was going in a little bit too hard on OJ Simpson, right? And Olmeyer happened to be friends with him. So anyway, in fact, he's so – he won't say anything bad about him, Norm won't. And Letterman's getting anger because he's almost complimenting the guy. He goes, ah, he's a good guy. You know, he just does his thing. And David Letterman goes, don't be such a quizzling, Norm. And the whole crowd starts cracking up laughing. And I was like, okay, I hear the word quizzling. I think like, all right, it's got to be like a, a nerd or like a little henchman or a sidekick kind of a thing. Little There's a sniveling, guy. groveling yeah. quality that comes to mind when you hear this name, quizzling, yeah. right? I thought it was just a word. You know what I mean? A verb, a noun, an adjective perhaps. I don't know. When you hear the word quizzling, Kahuna, what do you think? Um, I, I, yeah, it, I mean, it comes across as very like sniveling, like – uh, I see you've met my quizzling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I thought it was just, one of the houses a, of Harry Potter. That's a, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's a good one. That fits. You got to put the <laughs> you yeah. got to put the sorting hat on for yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, uh, you're right. Well, it's pretty wild here that uh, of all these times I've been watching these Norm clips over the years, I've just always laughed at that and accepted it as a strange, funny word. And then, of course, of all people, this uh, handsome, bald gentleman uh, in a nice flannel shirt who's recently back from South Beach, uh, he goes, you know what a quizzling is, right? And I said, no, I don't. I don't actually know what a quizzling is. And he goes, oh, yeah, you better uh, Google him real quick. That's that's an interesting guy. And like almost every episode of this show, one quick Google search sitting on the couch at 2 o'clock in the morning turns into three hours of writing a research paper where I keep saying, <laughs> are you fucking shitting me? This is real? <laughs> yeah, this really You did happened. this to yourself, bro. Oh, yeah. You're God. The, it, who who's the one that started a show called American Loser? It's true. It's KP is the one who started a and show it called has American aged Loser. Me significantly. <laughs> yeah. Pops with the layup. Do your uh, homework. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> how he always. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, throw him a Google search, or he'll send me an article. And now, like, I won't tell you about it. I won't give you the cliff notes, but I will make you read it. But uh, <laughs> of all the people, how is it, Dad, that you're the one who got me here? Okay, that that this is a few dozen. Are you shitting me's later? <laughs> we have found, like I said, the final yeah. installment of the year of International Loser. With a guy, so quizzling is not just an adjective or whatever. It's a person, okay? Uh, a guy by the name of Vidkun, Vidkun Quizzling, who is known as Norway's Benedict Arnold. His name is synonymous with betrayal. And he's also, by the way, he winds up working with some people. I don't know if you've heard of him, Kahuna. Uh, I personally don't uh, respect them or think that they were on the right side of history, but I don't want to tell you what to think. Um, right, you make your own decision. Yeah, yeah, the Nazis. Oh, come on, man. We so, can't be judging people in 2022. <laughs> right, right, right. That's not cool, man. Modern day Hitler, ever tell you what his was? Positive vibes only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shit. You knew yeah. nothing about this guy coming in, though, right? All I know of any of that is that David Letterman is very smart. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I got to see him a couple of months ago. Which yeah, was I mean, he's cool. using oh, the word quizzing. He was a special guest on um, a podcast with Jason Bateman. And um, oh, what the hell is it? I, I don't remember the name of the podcast. Dumber or smarter or smartless. You are totally right. And um, David Letterman is really smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> smarter than me. All of us, unfortunately. Um, I'll tell you what here. It's kind of weird, but loser candidacy on this show has been based off of a couple of different things. There's lovable losers. There's, you know, chaos losers. Um, there's tragic incidents, a couple of things, you know. Losers that didn't get their just due or exactly. just forgotten. In I've history. done two of those. You have. I did the short, the short 
shirt pants. Triangle shirt waist factory yeah. fire. <laughs> and uh, we did Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Which was so fun. Machine Gun Kelly was a good time. I had a blast on all That's, of them. <laughs> and uh, we're going to find a way to make this guy fun here today because this is how – the classic loser fodder is if your name becomes the insult, okay? It's like that scene from the end of uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. When uh, they punish Prince John by naming all the toilets in the land Johns, yeah. you know, <laughs> henceforth used to be shit house. <laughs> um, Quizlet. That's when you know you've made it. Oh yeah, that's right. When your name's in an one way or the other. <laughs> like I don't think they're never going to name anything after me. Like maybe a law, but <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's not going to be. It's not going to be a good one. I can guarantee. Well, there's a, a Google search version um, that uh, you know you're named after. If you want to do covert searches on like a public library computer or something. Yeah, but that would, has nothing to do with me, especially <laughs> if it has something to do with a library. Currently in, <laughs> currently in legislation, the covert law. Thou shall not uh, perform musical comedy after 9 p.m. in any district of New Jersey. Oh, God. Forget it. I'd go broke. <laughs> we'd be toast. But Yeah, and uh, if, if you take the word quizzling and you look it up as far as a definition, I mean, you were just saying how – not good when your name becomes synonymous with uh, something that was bad. You look up the definition, it's a traitor who collaborates with an enemy force occupying their country. So it's that ain't pretty good. bad. Yeah, that ain't yeah. good. And it's a Benedict Arnold kind of a thing. And Damn, and he called that to Norm MacDonald to his face yep. in front of a crowd of people. Sure did. And by the way, when we gave the topic to Covert about this, he goes, uh, he goes, oh, what's up with this guy? Sounds like a real dead fish. He is Norwegian, so they're probably going to use some sort of a cream <laughs> and turn that into a stew of some sort. <laughs> I just wanted him to look like the painting in Ghostbusters. Vigo <laughs> <laughs> the Carpathian. Yeah. <laughs> he the does name. have a very Nordic look, though. Yeah. And I watched footage. Of, we'll get to uh, the end here. So you can watch YouTube footage of him. Um, in the, the trials. Yeah, it, it's yeah. pretty nuts. What? Um, so how does a nice boy who was born to a, a, a father who's a, a pastor, by the way, in, in the church, to a relatively wealthy family in 1887 in Norway, how does he go to becoming where his name is synonymous with an insult and just being an all-around sack of shit? <laughs> Shows himself, by the way, originally to be a very bright student in the humanities and the sciences, but he is off the charts in math. And let me tell you, if you are good at math, you can do anything you want in this world. If you are not good at math, you can start a podcast with your dad and then and pay your friends to let you record dick jokes in a convenience store. If you're even worse at math, you could just join the arts and become a filmmaker or a songwriter or an artist, you know. It's better to not be good at math when you work in the arts, though, because then you don't know how much money you're not making. Fuck. Know? That's 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 how that's, that one hurt for everybody here in this Can't room. Count it up. Yep, except for old. I think I'm gonna go lie down. <laughs> well, he's a smart young kid here, and by the way, his personal letters that you can review to this day uh, show that he had a very warm relationship between Vitkin and his family. So, what's a bright young man with no clear future to do after high school, Kahuna? Take one wild guess. Join the military. You know it's coming. Mm. <laughs> and, so, and escape to Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> no, he has a little bit of a different career. Because again, he's a brilliant guy. I I was smart. I was smarter than a lot of the people I worked with in the military, but I didn't want smart people jobs because I was like, oh, they're going to make me do things. I'll just hang out. I'll be like a welder or something. They might have to make you count too. That, you know, that would have been the worst. Coming in with the math skills again. 
Like, go yeah, it's good. best to apply yourself at thirty percent, and they will never expect thirty-one percent out of you. It's the thirty percent. <laughs> that is the success rate of a Ken Krantz joke set. Hell yeah! <laughs> it's Hall of Fame numbers if baseball. Okay. <laughs> he, I can't say what Ken tweeted yesterday because it, it got him in a little bit of trouble. Did it really? I saw I saw you comment on something. Well, it was good. I'll say that much. Follow our good friend Ken Krantz, a hysterical comic. Um, he's uh, he tweets on Ambien. I'll say that much, guys. Okay. <laughs> Tell me after the show. But um, what's it like again? Yeah. You know, so obviously we're talking about old VidCon Quisling here now, and he's going to join the military. Uh, it's a good time, by the way. But he's he's not going to go boots on the ground. This is a smart kid from a pretty relatively well known family. So he's actually going to spend some of his time over at the Nor- I'm sorry, the Norwegian Military Academy, and later the Norwegian Military College. While there, by the way, Dad. He tests so high on several examinations, okay, like through the roof, perfect scores. No one's ever scored this on a test before in the history of the school. No, right? oh God. And yeah. he's so like, – clearly, there's some good stuff coming. They grant him an audience with the king. Okay? Yeah, and how king old is of he? Norway. I mean, that's uh, – Young man here, that's, college age. Wow. That's big time if you get an audience with the king because, again, we're, we're in the Scandinavian countries and – just so the listeners got a better viewpoint. Nor- Norway's the one on the Atlantic Ocean side, but that whole area is uh, involved with a lot of kingdoms and who who overran who and who was in control of who and everything else. So it's got kind of a checkered past in itself. But for this young man to be granted an audience with the king of Norway, uh, that's big time. He's a smart guy. He's hanging out with the right people. Well, Norway's that's up by Boston, right? It's, it's a, not a big little north of Boston, <laughs> a little further uh, east too. It's uh, yeah, they uh, they cheer for Buffalo for some sports and yeah. uh, Boston for others, from what I understand. <laughs> I don't even know where Norway is. That's how uh, northern Europe. We're talking the Viking type people. Okay, I got this you. is when the there Viking people. So it's very funny around this time frame too, because you are seeing the Viking people still have some of their Viking um, qualities to them. But uh, also, then they're trying to be like a little bit more progressive and settled down and like buttoned up with the suit. And then, but they're still capable of that, like Valhalla. I like that. <laughs> it's pretty go. bad. History um, Channel Vikings. Well, uh, I've been watching The Last Kingdom. It's pretty awesome. Well, there's the the Northman movie that's coming out too. That's going to be phenomenal. Nice. It's that one's going to be yeah, something. I will watch anything with Willem Dafoe in it. I will. I mentioned yeah, that. Of course. That's the rule. So no brainer. <laughs> he played Jesus once. Um, <laughs> Now, the year, to give you a year, by the way, Cahoons, is now 1911. Mm-hmm. And Quisling is now a member of the Army's general staff. So this is like the higher-ups of the higher-ups within – this is a young man here that just got brought in almost immediately. And they're like, all right, so this kid's bright. He's got a bright future. So he's not cleaning toilets? No, he's not cleaning toilets. He's Even not though cleaning- he's got a military background, he's not cleaning <laughs> toilets somewhere? He's not, uh, he's not cleaning toilets. He's not uh, cleaning beer lines. He's not working excavation. He's uh, – He's this, not recording comedy. This is a motivated guy here. He's, he's probably not doing, he's not welding in the shipyards. Or? I'll say this: he's probably not funny. Okay, funny <laughs> counts for something, right, folks? Yeah, that's <laughs> got good organizational skills, though. Uh, Quizzling, by the way, uh, it's time for he, he's a young man here. He's in the military now, and it's time for your shot at glory in the trenches. We said 1911, right? What's going on globally in 1911? Just a. Uh, Tiny little squirmish. The Great War. No, just a a little thing. A little blip on history. So here now, a chance like his Viking ancestors, a chance to batter the enemy's skull in with his bare hands, except that, ah, shit, Norway's neutral in World War I. Yep, they didn't want to fight. 
And by the way, here's a good picture of him too for you. We'll put this up on the Instagram as well. That's a picture. There's some Vigo to him. Yeah. I hit, He's got those eyes that like follow you in a painting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of a, yeah. That could be hanging looks, up in any country club in Monmouth County too. <laughs> that's what's scary. That's right. <laughs> he looks like an aged Niles Crane. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, I don't like how perfect that is. Yeah. He's looking wow. at Daphne right now. Oh, <laughs> Wouldn't we all be though? So, um, now since Quisling had spent several years studying abroad over in Russia, he was dispatched by the Norwegian military in by order the way, to help the, the broad he was studying was Daphne. It's um, he does <laughs> yeah. he does uh, dip his um, his pen in the company ink a little bit here on these assignments. It's I'm sorry, uh, no, no, that was perfect. And by the way, Daphne was one of my early crushes as a kid. Really? Yeah, that was one. It was uh, uh, her and El McPherson. I had accent things real big. Yeah, mm. I was going to yeah. say the English accent. I well, did. Australian for L. Do you yeah. put that on your on your ways or your? Uh... That's. Do you? I you used do, to until I you? fucked it to death. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's the fourth phone this month, KP. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, my God. Awesome. Every time she says roundabout, I just... <laughs> uh, Paramus Road. <laughs> uh, but he does wind up over in Russia. Now, Russia is known for having some very pretty ladies too, okay? And he's dispatched over there in order to help form opinions on the wild, wild world that is Russia, again, around this time frame of 1911. Uh, a lot going on over there too, this little Russian revolution thing. You know, um, you got the Bolsheviks kind of throwing people over. The uh, the czars have been deposed and they're being killed. Maybe Anastasia's out there somewhere. Who really knows? We're not different, sure. Different colored armies right within the same country. Yeah. yeah. Ethnic cleansing going on a yeah. little bit too. It's a, it's a yeah. strange time to be from Russia. Um, but here's the thing. Quisling is so impressed and kind of blown away at how effective this guy by the name of Trotsky is. Okay. And by the way, Trotsky, I also thought was like a word to describe like when you – Maybe take a dump. Yeah, you ate something wrong or whatever. Trotsky's. Got the Trotsky's. Trotsky's. Mm -hmm. So again, the quick uh, step. We had to wait a full year to be able to do an episode about the guy that we now talk about as a bowel movement, (laughs) who's at one time in power over in Russia. But he was uh, impressive to Quisling in his assembling of the Red Army, and by contrast, saw how giving Russian citizens too many rights was the downfall of the failed Russian Republic under a failed leader by the name of Kerensky. So. He would be used for his knowledge of Russian customs, activities, and proclivities for years to come. Here's your inciting incident. Okay, he's noticing, well, a dictator really knows more about what the people want and need than the people themselves. That's what he's kind of writing this <laughs> intel. You know, uh, it, when Trotsky, it, he really was able to pull off some great things when there was no sort of democracy or balancing of the powers here. So he's writing about that as a young man, and we're going to see that kind of becomes his downfall, as uh, and that's why he, you know, his name is synonymous with, uh, you know, sucking. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the most efficient form of government with this one guy making all the decisions. There's no arguments and there's no debate. It, that's the way it's going to be. So go for it. Seems to work out good for him there, you know. Um, but uh, it's you know. I get why. Uh, I think, Dad, you always told me this when it was that uh, uh, power corrupts, absolute power absolutely corrupts. Right. Or corrupts absolutely. (laughs) Kind of a little thing going on there with Uh that. Um, Now, his affairs overseas as an intelligence officer for the military, we'll see him do some unusual and pretty remarkable things. One thing that is unusual is he loves Russian culture. So, you know that guy, all right, this is kind of what I feel like he was, and I'm being a little non-PC here. 
there was always that like uh, white guy that was like, I just love Asian culture so much. And he's like, you know, he's collecting Pokemon and stuff. <laughs> and he has like a samurai sword at the house and all this Dragon Ball Z stuff. And then you meet his girlfriend and she's Asian too. And you're just like, oh, is this part of like, like why would you say that? You think I would just. <laughs> is that part of my collection or what? Yeah. Oh, I just love their culture so much. I just wanted to. Got to catch know. them all. <laughs> <laughs> So I think he's got this fondness for Russia here, um, and he winds up feeling bad for this young girl. She's um, a, a pretty girl, but she's uh, impoverished, if you will. And he she's starts a stripper. Uh, there's plenty of those <laughs> right. still We're here in, in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I know. She lives in Sayreville. <laughs> uh, one of my the favorite. Jim McCabe lines ever, and I shouldn't say that Jim's a dad now and everything, but we went to a strip club in Jersey one night. It was all Russian girls, and I looked over and, and Jim in the middle of the lap dance. I just heard him say to the girl, "Hey, do you cook?" Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, he was getting ready. Thank God there was not a Zales nearby. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, he uh, marries this Russian girl, and uh, the next big move for Quizzling is. Wouldn't you know it? Sometimes history repeats itself, Chris Covert. Yeah, sometimes. Mm. Sometimes there at this time is a humanitarian crisis going on in the Ukraine. Mm. In the time of this story, there is also a humanitarian crisis going on in the Ukraine. Russia's involved both occasions. Yeah, Yeah. there's a humanitarian uh, crisis in Russia as well. I mean, uh, things are not going real well with the revolution and everything else. And then there's a famine and there's a lot of displaced people, a lot of... uh, (laughs) You know. Displaced is a weird way to say buried in the fields. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't seen him in a while, anyhow. Hey, didn't there used to be like a no? <laughs> no. Where are where is everybody? <laughs> They're displaced. They went on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Kiwi Why Chitty. is Trotsky riding, riding a horse with no shirt on? What is going on? <laughs> well, believe it or not, it's this the, the worst place for this humanitarian crisis is actually in Kharkov, which uh, I believe that is heavily affected right now with what's going on in the Ukraine. Hmm. And obviously we do have sympathies for what's going on over there now. We're just trying to be lighthearted about the fact that it repeated itself. This is stuff that study history, read history a little bit because then you're not shocked by the news. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just be just be prepared to be horrified because you'll realize how much it actually just repeats itself and repeats itself. It gets concerning. There's definitely some stuff there. You know what I mean? Like actors getting involved in politics. That's always a little bit concerning for me. John Wilkes uh, Booth, the original Hollywood right? <laughs> actor with an opinion. You could have just made a long speech at the Oscars. Why couldn't you just wait? <laughs> uh, now, unfortunately here, it's pretty bad, this humanitarian crisis, Dad. It's uh, estimated death totals are 10,000 people a day are dying in Kharkov. Okay? That's a lot of people dropping. That is. Yeah, not a good thing. Um, and uh, they're going to get this idea here too that this is – we're talking um, like post-World War I now around this time frame. And it's really bad because the Bolsheviks are – I don't know if it's the Bolsheviks yet per se, but it's definitely the Russian Revolution has taken hold. The czars are not in charge anymore. It is a kingdom in decline, if you will, that lost kind of Cinderella thing that they like to romanticize it as. Um, There are people that are disappearing. And there's this group, this fledgling group that Woodrow Wilson, all right, former governor of New Jersey, he decided – he goes, there would be a great idea for this thing called the League of Nations. And then we're going to get all the big countries together and you guys are going to sort out your problems at this League of Nations thing. And they go, that sounds like a great idea, America. Uh, what what do – I mean, you're going to join, right? Oh, no, no. That's just for you fucking nerds. We do what we want over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we can't Have you heard of the Wild West? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so by, by our refusal to join it, it ultimately led to the failing of the League of Nations. 
Um, but the League of Nations is able to get some stuff done over here. This is kind of cool here. It sucks when we do this, but this is a bad guy. This is a villain. His name is synonymous with sucking, as we've said a few times now. <laughs> but um, that estimated death toll of 10,000 a day, that's pretty bad. And the reason why the League of Nations finds out about it and is even able to get involved is because uh, Quisling writes a very, very detailed report and then begins to use his great administrative powers in order to try to get aid over there. So humanitarian relief is coming from a guy. So he's doing some pretty good stuff here, but he's also showing you again that just stay out of my way. Let me do it. Give me all the power that I need here and look at the things that we can accomplish. So he's doing the bad behavior that is eventually going to land him in a lot of trouble later on in his life. Uh, he's doing those things but for a good reason right now. So it's a humanitarian effort. We look the other way when – Right uh, now. Yeah, we're trying to look. You know, it's still an abuse of power, some would say, but he's also, you know, definitely getting his name out there politically now. So he's a very smart guy with a military background, a young Russian wife too, who, by the way, um, she gets pregnant. Um, I think around this time frame, and he goes, uh, "Not on my watch, baby," and forces her to get an abortion. Really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> what, what's an abortion in uh, nineteen? Whenever we are. Ooh, that is more terrifying than any yeah. other news you could be hearing about nowadays, right? What do you think, egg beater? It's <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's more like the head Guys, scratchers. Uh, when you hear the songs on the album, all right, uh, yeah, you'll understand. Chris will make more sense to you, and you will find his endearing <laughs> charm, as we all do. <laughs> oh, I should have brought you an album. Oh, wow. Damn, uh, I didn't even think about it. Was, well, I, we got one. Uh, Uncle Paul, I still got one. Not the new one. Oh, that's got, true. Yeah, okay, there you we'll go. figure something out. I'm going to see a uh, Friday at something that we're not allowed to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes. Looking forward to that one here. Um, but now, because of his success here with getting this uh, humanitarian effort from the uh, League of Nations in Kharkov, that's going to put him on display. This is also a talented politician, Dad. A very smart global affairs operator and more. Yeah, I got a little something on that too. Nailed. I mean that that whole thing where the First World War, where the Great War is now over. There's a lot of displaced people. People are starving. There's a, a famine going on through uh, Eastern Europe. So there's a lot of people in a really hurting way. Like you said, so many people are dying every day. Meanwhile, in America, it's jazz and cocaine time, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Going into the roaring 20s. Um, but there is another Norwegian who is on the world stage, if you will, this guy by the name of, I'm going to murder his pronunciation, but Fritjof Nansen. Now, Nansen is this, uh, again, world famous explorer, scientist. He's a diplomat. He's very much involved with uh, exploring the, the, uh, the poles, the north and south. Paul, this guy is on the world stage. He's a big hero. He's a humanitarian. He is now coming out of Norway and trying to set up all this humanitarian aid post-World War I to uh, a lot of these people um, in uh, Eastern Europe. And uh, our, our buddy Quisling jumps in with him. He's like, uh, Quisling is now Nansen's, like one of his aides. So he, Quisling is latching on to Nansen's fame and putting forth these different proposals to the uh, League of Nations trying to get them to do something with all these starving and dying people. But uh, trying. Yeah, trying is is the best way to put it. But, you know, he, I, I see Quisling as kind of a uh, – he's latching on to Nansen's fame that, and trying to uh, promote himself at the same time that uh, 
you know, he's he might be doing trying to do good things for people, but at the same time, he's also a little bit of a self promoter. Oh too. yeah, he's he's putting a star on everyone's wagon. Yeah, it's yeah. the truth, and uh, it, it's effective too. That's the problem here, and he does that throughout. Because then if, also too, we now know these people's names, and we know that they're capable of some dark we and heinous kind things. Of know their names. That's, Let's be honest. Yeah, okay. No one had a baby name book back then. <laughs> they were just throwing letters on the ground. Yeah, that looks like a name. Yeah. It works, especially yeah, in that alphabet. This guy, Nansen, he was a, a serious player in humanitarian aid to the, what do you want to call it? The displaced victims of right. uh, World War One. This guy actually receives the Nobel Peace Prize. The Nobel Peace Prize comes out of Norway, so I mean, he's uh, one of their own. Is receiving the Nobel Peace Prize, so he's he's a big deal worldwide, but he's even a bigger deal in Norway. A smart and capable fella. Yeah, you know. Um, back to one thing too. I don't want to start to get the wrong idea about Quizzy. He's still a bad dude. He did force that poor girl to get an abortion because he refused to have a kid with her. Um, despite being married to this Russian bride too, uh, the bride Alexandra is her name. For less than a year, um, old Quizzy now finds himself in love with a hot Ukrainian girl. He goes, you know, I was over in the Ukraine and, you know, I don't know if it's the culture there or the fact that they're starving, but um, I just, this this gorgeous Ukrainian girl just popped out at me. Yeah. Her name I is- I wish they all could be Ukrainian <laughs> Yeah, was that the first episode of 90 Day Fiance with all the Ukrainian girls? <laughs> that might have been. That's, that's pretty, oh, that's rough. <laughs> well, this poor girl's name is Maria. And luckily, because Quizzy was able to force his wife to get that abortion, he's now able to pursue his love affair with a woman 10 years younger than him. Hey, I'm not saying anyone deserves to have their bed shit in i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying quizzy probably would have sat there and be like you know i asked for this it's really i don't know why i made him schwarzenegger oh my god <laughs> but uh, he likes him thin so he does man so at the starving uh poor ukrainians on that one in uh in classic loser fashion though quizzy's doing some great work as a humanitarian but also marrying a much younger girlfriend that's not really uh it's not really a, a great look for people um Quizzy is considered indispensable, though, by Nansen, as you mentioned, Dad, to these humanitarian efforts. He's a little bit of a toss-up as a human being on the scale right now. And don't worry, it's going to get bad and we're all going to have the same opinion about him towards the end here. <laughs> um, around this time, Quizzy's humanitarian work is going pretty well for him, but he's also getting disenchanted with the current state of affairs with the Norwegian military and the government. It's just like, man, I can't just – there's just so much of it. I just wish there would be like one person in charge to just like say what would happen and it should just be me. You know what I mean, guys? You know? <laughs> That's right. It's like when you see uh, – you go to a desperate open mic, which uh, I, I know a couple of desperate open mics. I know a not-so-desperate open mic. It's going to be happening over at the Vogel, right? It's uh, at the, at the uh, White Street Theater. White Street. So, God damn it. So, Chris Covert can get you on stage at a theater, folks. That's See how that? good it is. <laughs> it's a big stage. It's nice. I'm looking forward. We're going to plug that bad boy at the end here, too. Yeah, but uh, uh, there's always this desperate feeling. Every comic is sitting there like, man, everyone here is just wasting my time. I should be up there right now. Why am I not? Just, just, just get off the stage so I can have my moment. That's kind of what you're starting to see moving around in old Quizzling's mind here. <laughs> I could have done that better. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wrote a bunch of tags for you. Actually, they're my bits now. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Now, uh, he begins to uh, have a little bit of a flirtation with the far left-wing movement of communism, which, by the way, commun just big, big government is the whole thing. Government is uh, you know, the, the, the end-all, be-all kind of a thing here for them. Um, and he's having this love affair with that, but he's also you – know, it's a little bit worrisome because he's going to go the complete opposite way, still with a massive authoritarian effort here. Don't get me wrong, but 
He's going to – his very loose affiliation with the Norwegian Labor Party. It's kind of shocking considering the direction that he's heading in because the year is now 1925 and Quisling will seek to duplicate his successful efforts with repatriation, which means the bringing of people back into an area uh, in a troublesome country called Armenia, Dad. We know anybody from there? <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple uh, yeah. couple people on uh, on your mother's side of the family that might uh, be listening up right now. So a repatriation effort in 1925 to try to bring the Armenians back to their rightful homeland in Armenia. Yeah, well, tell us, Kev, why did they leave Armenia in the first place? There was this – so there's this rumor that um, (laughs) it's it's widely a rumor that perhaps the Seljuk Turks went out and did some ethnic cleansing. You know what I mean? So maybe that's why they didn't want to come back to where their families were all getting slaughtered. Oh, I thought they opened up a Popeye's. (laughs) (laughs) But that sounds more, I think your theory is. Yeah, yeah. there's that. Falafel would have been a move too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But when a million and a half Armenians are no longer around, uh, that, that kind of gives you the hint as to it's more than a Popeye's. Mm-hmm. People are disappearing on <laughs> this planet. Where the hell did everyone go? Uh, <laughs> and the Armenians are wild, men. But of course, why would you want to go back over there? Not only did um, this effort fail, uh, the League of Nations wanted nothing to do with it because, again, history repeats itself. You can't piss off Turkey for some reason. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just going to be honest. You can't that, – that's every every politician ever has always failed because they don't stand up to Turkey. Turkey's a pretty rough place. All right? Yeah. I'm sure I'll get some sort of a death threat for that. But the good news is <laughs> it'll be in Turkish and I won't be able to read it. So also you can't, you can't hurt me worse than me reading the comments on my own roast battles. Um, the start of Quisling's political villainy here. Okay, we're we're a little farther into the episode right now, but this is where the villainy seems to show up around this time. The uh, there's a thing called the Ruble Conspiracy, and this alleges that Quizzy and his cohorts were attempting to smuggle rubles onto the black market for a curated inflation scandal, like shorting the market, creating scarcity, you know, that kind of a thing. Oh wow, flooding the market. Yeah, this is still something that people don't know if he did, or is it like well, it's, it's pretty a much conspiracy? It's just a conspiracy, okay? It's nothing. Those it's are never, never real. It's never happened before. Yeah, There's right. never been. You're not allowed to crash a currency. It's not like Elon Musk's SNL appearance could do it. Uh, it's not like George Soros didn't do it and crash the pound literally out of a James Bond villain movie. These things didn't happen, folks. They're not real. Read oh, more. Right. Please read more. Goldfinger. <laughs> <laughs> He's the man. Oh, the gold. <laughs> I went gold member. <laughs> gold member. Yeah. Can I paint this you who go? <laughs> and I lost my member in an unfortunate schmerting accident. Oh, man. Sorry. No, no problem. It's uh, I'm probably due to rewatch that. Around this time, though, Quizzy is showing some signs of going down this path that will make him infamous. He begins selling off art from the masters. Okay. The masters that, that he'd been able to collect on the cheap over in Russia because everything was cheaper in Russia because it was politically not stable and economically unstable. Yeah, over when people are starving to death, they're going to sell paintings for a little less than what they're worth. Would you like the original writings of Dostoevsky? <laughs> yeah. I will give them to you for this can of soup. <laughs> Deal. No soup for you. Then he comes back and sells those works for quite a bit of uh, money. So. Um, he's collecting these things over in Russia. He uses his personal friend's death, okay, that Nansen fellow that my father was talking about mm-hmm. earlier. He uses his death to – this is – all right. So <laughs> it, it sucks. It really sucks because when people die, 
whoever's in charge of creating their legacy, it's a, a constant good thing where like maybe we think of somebody in a more positive light than we should have, or we or, think of them in a more negative. So obviously Edgar Allan Poe, his biggest it. critic was the guy who- Wrote his obituary. Yeah. yeah. Kuhner remembers this one. Um, and he didn't like Edgar Allan Poe. So he talked about it. He goes, oh, he was a moody, weird guy and he was so goth and all this. And he, he smoked opium and he was an alcoholic. Meanwhile, he was like none of those things, but he just didn't like the guy. So when you get to trash him one last time, you know what I mean? Um, so now this guy's using something a little bit different here. Quizzy uses Nansen's death to start putting out uh, – uh, political thoughts, political writings here. Uh, and he's starting groups that will become think tanks for what we are now calling fascism. Okay. It's a new way of thinking. Yeah. Fascism as in fascist, which is a bundle of sticks, which means a couple of things depending on who you're talking to and what time frame. you know, yeah. uh, it can also be found in early Eminem lyrics. Um, but uh, the fun part about communists and fascists is that they hate each other. Meanwhile, they're doing the exact same thing, just pretending to be on different sides of the aisle. We're in charge. No, we're in charge. No, it's it's bad. Both of these systems of government and ways of thinking are killing people and disappearing populations all over the country uh, and the world at this time. And it's a little bit wild here too. One's just a little bit more out in the open about it. And that, of course, is the fascists. So – Quizzy's using his very, very strong background as administrator to put the party ideas into motion for this group of fascists, young fascists in Norway. And he's not alone with this uh, in his own country of Norway, nor was he alone globally. For more on that, check out the Camp Siegfried episodes in the back catalog of American Loser <laughs> about the German-American Bund and the Nazi headquarters in Long Island. That's 100 percent true. Yeah, there's a guy down in Italy that's got some fascist ideas. Yeah, there's a he's... guy in Spain that's got some fascist ideas. It's... In... It's not just in Norway. Uh, there's a guy in England. New York has Fascist Week like once a year. Do they really? Oh, that's Fashion Week. No, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what it is? The Hilton sisters are there and you're like, I'm not sure. Fashion I'm just not sure. Yeah, you just can't <laughs> pick, a, pick a lane. That might be the line of the episode, folks. Holds up two pictures. They're the same photo. <laughs> Now, uh, with Quizzy, he's starting to get uh, – this is getting a little bit weird here. Can we just from here on in refer to him as Quiznos? From, Quiznos. From Quiznos. That works too. Quizzy, I, Quiz. I was trying to uh, um, make sure that – I wanted to have an insulting name for the guy with the insulting name. You know it what I mean? too nice. Quiznos. Yeah, Quiz, Quiz, like Quiz, 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 gremlin. Quiznos. All right. So to honor Kahuna's request, he will henceforth be known as Quiznos. Or Quizback. Quiznos. We love the subs. <laughs> <laughs> So the problem is this, is that those communist groups I was talking about, they're constantly attacking people and kind of using this anarchy way of doing things. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is not attracting a whole lot of support for the ideas. So now you're going to start to see that these guys who are the fascists that are opposing them are getting support. It's kind of like that whole Antifa versus the Proud Boys thing where it was nobody liked the shit that Antifa was pulling off and then these Proud Boy guys are going to go fight them in the street. And then these Proud Boy guys, then we don't really like what they're doing either. And now it's just kind of like, but we like them because they were beating up the people we didn't like. And then, you know, oh, by the way, if you did want proof that I don't mean to get political here and I never will. Joe Biden was right. Antifa is just an idea. If they were real, if they actually cared about fighting fascism, they would be over in the Ukraine right now fighting Putin. But they're not. OK, we could use a couple of skateboards broken over some heads over there, folks. And Antifa, we're looking for you. And you already got rid of all the statues. So I don't know what you're doing. OK, you got some free time on your hand unless Joe Biden's right. And you are just an idea. <laughs> Feeling better, Kevin? <laughs> ah, it's off my chest now. <laughs> that coffee just kicked in. I had a pouch right. of coffee. Um, but now with Quiznos, in a, he's in a high position of power. He's now the defense minister, okay? 
He's becoming the defense minister of this group. Um, he's putting down labor disputes by sending in the police and the army. So again, it's that that law and order. They present themselves as law and order candidates. And then you have to remind yourself, hey, by the way, if they squash them, they can squash anybody too. So I'm not safe just because I'm not pissing them off today. Am I going to piss them off tomorrow? It's how they were able to you know, pull off some of the very, very dark things early on. And the, the final solution was, well, they're really only coming for the, the bankers right now. They're not really coming. And then all of a sudden, that slow incrementalism and whatever powers you give to the government to hurt your enemies can be used to hurt you. You should have a little contempt for them. That's all I'm saying. Be wary. Be wary. Be wary. It's <laughs> well, these constant attacks from the, those communist groups are helping to uh, get guys like you know Hitler and Mussolini, these reputations they're getting here. Tough, but seemingly effective. They all like to dress up a lot. That's one thing I noticed about the fascists. They were just like <laughs> – you know, Hitler's hanging out in his fucking Hugo Boss uniform, you know? Yeah, they like to play dress up for sure. Mussolini, you can just hear fashion music playing in the back. He'd be down a runway. I guarantee it. Guar- it is something to do with it. <laughs> fashion and fashion. It's called fashion. Fashion. Uh, yeah, quiz- but I mean, Quizzy or Quiznos or whatever, Quizzling or whatever you want to call him. Uh, Vitkin? No yeah, one called him that. No. He's, he's He starts up his own party, if you will, with some of his ideals. And hopefully he's going to be the guy that's going to be in large in charge. But he still has some definite contacts within the um, original government of, of Norway. I mean, he's, he's made the, uh, what is it, the defense minister or something. So Correct. So he's he's still wielding some some power. He's on holding own, a legit position right. in yeah. the government. But again, there's all these other assholes on the way and they're not letting him do what he wants. All right. If only he could just be in charge, just calling the shots. He's still willing to try to do it the legal and correct way right now because he's on the rise. His popularity is through the roof. Um, he begins speaking to packed crowds, but also his political enemies. They just start to notice him a little bit enough. They become uh, this bright young Aryan fella. He might be up to something weird here. OK, he might be affiliating himself with this master race theory. And by the way, Quisling came out adamantly goes, I do not buy into the German master race theory. I think the master race is the Norwegians. Right. Let's get more Nordic <laughs> than this and, rather than you know, Germanic. And then we kind of bled into the Germans a little bit through a lot of, you know, banging and stuff like that. So that really they just have Norway power. That's what they have. <laughs> uh, yeah. Troublesome ideologies. <laughs> yeah. Between uh, 1932 and 1933, there will be that power change you were talking about or alluding to here, Dad, in Norway. Did the Quiznos get bought out or start acquiring companies? (laughs) That's right. Jersey Mike's. Another tie-in. A guy by the name of Johan Bernhard Jort. Okay. He's named Jorts. Gotta love that. Jorts. Hell yeah. He's named jo- John Cena and Fred Durst. Yort. Where are these? Jort. <laughs> I know, but I just – it's with the J. Better with Jort. You have to say Jorts. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's going to come into power and he is more than ready to work with old Quiznos because he's riding his wave of popularity. You guys love Quiznos? I love Quiznos. Free Quiznos for everybody. This is Johan Jort. This is Jort who's saying this right now in order to uh, – Can we call him Yo-Yo? Yo- <laughs> Yo-Yo, Yo-Yo Quiznos. Yo-Yo Quiznos. Yo-Yo, Yo-Yo Ma. Come up in your crib. Yo-Yo. <laughs> but unfortunately, there's this um, – there, there's this wave of popularity that he's riding, but there's more and more scandals popping up on the regular and the people who are kind of the traditionalists or the moderates um, within Norway, they're pointing out all this stuff like, I don't know if we could really, you know, this this Nazi thing, it seems like it's backed by big money. I don't know if that's the way we want to go here. And the votes just are not coming in for the party. And Quiznos now is a damaged commodity, okay? Somebody alluded that the bread wasn't maybe actually made of bread. 
Maybe there was cardboard ingredients yeah, similar. Maybe it wasn't exactly 12 inches. That's long. <laughs> that was, there you go. I forgot that was a real scandal. <laughs> oh, man. It's a, it's a rough one here. But uh, what do you do, by the way? Because now you're a damaged political commodity. What's a fellow that feels entitled to power to do when the dumb, stupid commoners just won't join him and let him lead? I Run for president? Butthole. You <laughs> <laughs> butthole to the tip. No, that's correct. That's correct. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of like a windsock kind of a thing. Hell <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. But what does he do? Well, he goes the full heel turn, to use a professional wrestling term. <laughs> it's time to go full Nazi, folks. I'm not saying he was just following a trend or maybe trying to be part of a movement. He was attending fascist conferences, cozying up to Italian fascists, meeting with Hitler's advisors, and oh yeah, starting to blame the Jews for the world's problems. Do you see where I, I not great? No, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough. <laughs> it's uh, these troublesome ideologies. They're coming out um, in the open and uh, in great secession, and starting to move at lightning speed too. Um, it's a troubling time, and it's. Very troubling, especially if you're that group of people and you're like, wow, everybody is saying that it's – hang on. Getting rid of us is the only way to fix – what are you – hang on. <laughs> you know, It's a little bit concerning when you're hearing that popping up in so many different governments throughout what you thought was the civilized world. So – and again, we're not saying he was just following trends so here. The Norway Nazis are the same as the German Nazis? Uh, they're cozy. But they're – okay. They're <laughs> – the first cousins. I wasn't sure. Like he had, I know he had his own ideals. Uh, I wasn't sure if he did uh, for uh, for for Norway for what he wanted. He wanted Norway to have sovereignty, right? But he was going to go. Uh, he was saying this is the way. Fascism is the way to the future. And what Hitler's doing is great. And what Mussolini's doing is great. Which, by the way, is hilarious. To will never not make me laugh that uh, they would sit there and talk about the Germans being the master race. Like, but we like Japan too. Can't do it without you, Japan. You guys are great. Number one. Back a, a few years, even earlier, Franco in Spain. So, I mean, uh, that whole Very much so. fascist thing is uh, gaining some gaining some speed. Because you were able to run them as law and order types. And then the people that were getting put down, if you will, um, they, they started to run out of that and then that power doesn't get given back. Okay. Once you give the government or once you give anybody power, they never relinquish it. That's kind of what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, you tell a comic they're a headliner and they're like, oh, by the way, I don't host anymore. And people are like, what? That's what? why I'm actually not behind the ones and twos anymore. I'm just kind of a guest on this show. That's <laughs> <laughs> wow. Somebody just got a promotion. The, the cold, honest way that he just looked me in the eyes, he goes, and that's why I do what I want, KP, right? Because you can't do this show without me. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. I'm the guest that sits closest to the buttons. <laughs> uh, it's a... Uh, Quiznos is going to remain a fascinating guy over here, though, too. He's, this full heel turn is underway. There are attempts by the Norwegian people for governmental reform, but this will not detract from Quizzy's big plans for the fine folks who enjoy fishing from Norway. He wants them to be Nordsies. That's <laughs> Nordsies. <laughs> Nordsies. <laughs> it was right there. Uh, that, uh, second, second line of the episode. That's well played. Absolutely. <laughs> what do you got, LP? Hop in. When no, you, I, I, yeah. um, we're I'm, setting them up because there's some stuff here too. And Quizzy doesn't go full heel. It's kind of a slow turn at times. It's very, very fast at moments, but he'll still, he'll pull back every now and then. So uh, 
Again, he sees the world stage being set for another global war. And he goes, we have to up the defense budget of Norway to ensure that we're going to be able to stay neutral again like we did in the first war. Right, guys? Right? Right? Yeah. yeah. We're going to up our defense spending. Yeah. He's just creating a military right now that can help get involved in all their shit. So he also starts publicly supporting Hitler. Yeah. Let's not forget he's also the guy that's controlling the military. Yep. By the- governmental uh, appointment kind of a thing. So. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's in char- large and in charge of that. So yeah, so let's promote peace and neutrality by building up our armies. That makes sense. That was the, what the uh, I think it was Teddy Roosevelt said it that uh, uh, speak softly but carry a big, a big stick. stick. Yeah. Right. So there's some defense logic. is a good offense. <laughs> that was Mel the cook of malice. <laughs> <laughs> Mel the cook malice. <laughs> it's uh. Under the auspices of continuing the idea of Norwegian neutrality. But then he's also, we're going to stay neutral, guys, but I'm also publicly supporting Hitler, who seems to be the agitator in all of this. And he gives one particular talk where there's no way to spin this one, folks. You're on board. There, there's you People can't, if you're affiliating yourself with the Nazi party and they give a speech called The Jewish Problem in Norway. Oh, that's that the title or was that? Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, one of the quote. <laughs> That was the the speech was titled that. And if you attended, like, well, I'm curious what they're going to talk about. And then, by the way, so, like so many of my friends that are Jewish are so smart people that they would sit there and be like, okay, let's see what this is all about. And then they go, oh, this shit. I thought this was going to be something funny. I thought Mel Brooks was going to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> what was it titled? The problem? The Jewish, the Jewish problem, problem in Norway. In Norway. I'm not typing wow. that in on Google. I don't need to be in, in Norway. Is the juice? Thank you for showing up. Pay <laughs> at the door. It's all That's their the fault. <laughs> yeah, you got to remember too that Norway doesn't has kind of a checkered past uh, too with uh, their the way they handled the the Jewish problem in Norway. That it's it wasn't all uh, uh, peaches and cream to begin with. So there no, was sir. there was a faction within Norway, just as there was a faction within Germany. That, that that's going to be uh, the way he's going to get his ticket punch to uh, be the ruler of the entire right. country. And prior to the existence of Germany, uh, Jews were not allowed to become farmers. They didn't want them to own any land. So what did they do? They went into businesses. They started working in banks. They became lawyers. They became accountants. They became very, very powerful people. Okay. You help them by holding them down. That that's the, It's really a remarkable thing about people. Uh, you know, cultures they in general. They weren't allowed to be farmers. Nope, they wouldn't let them. They didn't <laughs> want them to own land over there. Uh, actually, in British-controlled um, uh, United States, they were never allowed to rise above second-class citizens. That's, it's always been a weird control thing on them, and a lot of it's weird conspiracy-based stuff too. Um, however, even though he did give a particular talk, like we said, called The Jewish Problem in Norway, ever the politician, Quiznos will condemn what is known as the Night of Broken Glass, which is in 1938 – a straight – go ahead, Dad. You know what this is. Kristallnacht. That was in Germany. That's when uh, Hitler first started uh, stirring up some more trouble uh, where they went in and, and they busted up all the uh, Jewish-owned uh, businesses in Germany. And um, Quisling condemned that. But uh, at the same time, he was all about the Jewish problem in Norway, so – did you you want to read the next line on my notes? Because I think you would deliver this one funny. All right. So Covert will appreciate the humor in this. It's dark. It's evil. It's not anything you really want to laugh about. But this guy, you want to talk about what a, a fucking jerk off uh, Quiznos is? Yeah. I mean, it, it, we just had current events of the times is they just had this crystal knock or the night of broken glass in Germany where the um, – 
the Nazis are now breaking up all these Jewish-owned businesses and and um, rousting people out. Um, but at the same time, uh, old Quisling, he made sure he sent Hitler a happy birthday. <laughs> happy we birthday, absolutely President. don't support what you're doing. What do you want for your birthday? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he doesn't forget God. to send Hitler his 50th birthday present. Wow. So I'm going to borrow a line from Norm MacDonald. All right. Well, th this guy was a real jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, now Quizzy will eventually get to meet with Hitler and while legit telling him that he goes, I'm not a national socialist. Let me be clear. I'm not one of you. Um, I also do think that if you uh, do take over Norway, you should just put me in charge, man. Why don't you guys come down and take over Norway? I'll help you. I'll help you take <laughs> over the Norway. Map. If you land here and here and right. here. Yeah. But again, I'm not a part of your group here. I'm just saying if you wanted to – and by the way, you're not even kidding with what you just said. Maps and intelligence were provided by him. It's, it, it's some of the <laughs> – it really almost makes you sit there and say, Benedict Arnold was not that bad. Okay. Yeah. Benedict Arnold betrayed a new idea of a thing that wasn't really – they weren't sure what this America thing was going to be. They didn't know that there was going to be you – know, yeah, the revolution would be successful. He's literally telling you, why don't you guys invade my country and I'll help you and then you'll just put me in charge, right? It's kind of like – Here's the keys. Yeah. Go kill those guys. It's like that the, the demon run them thing. over. Yeah, like uh, like in vampire movies or something like that. It's like, oh, I'll help you get um, uh, all the fresh bodies that you want. You just have to, you know, make me a vampire too at the end. You know, oh this, God! Yeah, dude, it's it's terrible shit, man. Yeah, and things are happening uh, at a very fast pace right now. I mean, in 1938 was uh, the night of broken glass or Kristallnacht, and then in 39, uh, Germany invades Poland, and that's really the start of the the Second World War. I mean, Hitler had a lot of other little. <laughs> Fun things happening there back and forth. So the whole world, and especially Europe, knows that there's bad shit happening here with uh, Uncle Adolf uh, in Germany. And Norway is a key position or a key player in the whole world stage kind of An thing. An intel because, officer who's the current defense minister? Yeah. So, that's a good guy to have mm -hmm. on your side. Yeah. I mean, the Germans are very much interested in that. And early on in the Second World War, Germany is aligned with Russia. Russia is really not that far away from, from Norway so, or the, all the Scandinavian countries. And that whole area, um, their positioning in the, in, the, in the map, if you will, it's, it's key. So, I mean, the Brits are very much concerned with what's going on up there because of the waterways and the trade routes and everything else. Germany wants to make sure that nothing gets screwed up with the resources that they're pulling out of Sweden for their war effort. Norway has got some great um, coastlines that they can be setting up naval bases and everything else um, um, with that. And in making sure if you control Norway, you're going to be able to control Sweden. Yeah, that's uh, the key when uh, you are near a body of water and obviously a seagoing and seafaring people um, that uh, there's going to be a lot of people that wind up, you know, thinking that's a pretty important place to have some sort of strategy or, uh, you know, maybe a couple of ports or anything like that. Norway is very, very desirable. Mm. So when old Quizzy is promised by Hitler that if a British invasion of Norway did take place – by the way, this is the funniest one too. If Britain invades Norway, the Germans will have your back, all right? And then as Allied troops begin to arrive in Norway, a now critical location like you were just saying, Dad, old Quiznos is summoned to Copenhagen and will become infamous for his capitulation with Hitler as he gives away Norwegian military information, locations, and defenses – he was Hitler's inside man. I'm sorry, a man inside Hitler. No, Hitler's inside man. I'm right. That's fine. <laughs> Either way. 
The betrayal of his own country for his further empowerment was underway, and that's, my friend, why we call this motherfucker a quizzling. Okay? In 1940, armed with Quizzy's intel, his gay mustache, a Hugo Boss suit, and art school, art school student loan debt to pay off. Man, if I didn't stutter on that one, that was a clever one when I wrote it last night. Hitler's making his move on Norway, baby. Yeah, April 9th, 1940, Germany invades Norway. But they're already armed with uh, all kinds of intel. Thank you, Mr. Quisling, for giving that away. And uh, troop movements and positions and fortifications and material and everything else that uh, uh, an invader might like to have. Yeah, uh, it's pretty great when you can have solid. It's like knowing the level of the video game before you even get down there. You know, um, the invasion is met with much more resistance than anticipated, though. A lot of respect to the Norwegian resistance. There it is. Oh, my God. All right. So if you can send me that, um, he found it. Niles Crane is VidCun Quizzling. I'm so sorry to Niles Crane. <laughs> Hanging out with Hitler and toss salad and scrambled eggs. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to front. From this profile alone, under heavy makeup, that could be Paul Giamatti. That's David Lynch, isn't it? Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Fucking Twin Peaks, no. <laughs> uh, well, Jesus Christ. the thing I want to give credit to the Norwegian people with, too, by the way, is that uh, they literally were fighting the Nazis on skis. There what? Was just, they, I mean, that's cool. They'd be on skis. That, that's where kind of like trap shooting was, you know, definitely something people were doing. But the Norwegians. Not trap were, shooting. The, uh, the Olympic uh, event where uh, it's not trap. It's yeah, what the heck is it? Where they they ski, ski for a while and then they ski. stop, take a couple of shots and then. Yeah. Put the, the rifle yeah, uh, over your shoulder and take off again and they shoot were, again. Skeet shooting. No, no. Skeet shooting is what um, – how do I say this? <laughs> um, no, it's um, it's nuts though. The Norwegian resistance is quite, uh, quite yeah, sizable. Initially, initially they, they, fought, they fought the fight very much similar to what's going on right now in, in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. That uh, uh, outmanned, outgunned, but uh, they're still putting up a hell of a fight. And there's also the underground uh, that's going on over in uh, uh, you know uh, Paris and France in general. So it's not um, – nobody's just taking the beating. Nobody's just letting them march right in. You know what I mean? It, we talk a little trash about Poland, but there was some resistance in there too. No one's saying, hit me again, Ike, and this time put some stank on <laughs> <laughs> No one's saying that. He's damn right. But uh, again, when you have all that information and literally your own defense ministers betrayed your secrets and your locations and everything, it's a little defeating. It, it's yeah. yeah, it's definitely going to make you feel. Off the mat on that one. It's like the villain. It's when you know uh, Braveheart. Braveheart's a bad one. That's a, I was going to say my go-to because of uh, you know us being hanging out in Mike and Ming's nerd world over here. Uh, when the door opens and Han Solo sees Darth Vader at the end of the table. Yes. Shit. <laughs> The invasion is met, like we said, with some good resistance here. The German mission to overthrow the King of Norway is not going as easy as expected. Quiznos jumps to action and with the approval of Hitler, appoints a government for himself with which to throw a coup d'etat. And it's not going to go so well for Quizzy, though. He jumps on the radio, goes, hey, guys, everyone relax. Quiznos here. You guys love Quiznos, okay? We put <laughs> soup in bowls. It's great. Um, we toast the subs. Everything's wonderful. Uh, listen, your and government. A oh yeah, crudite and a coup d'état. 
coup d'etat. <laughs> Different kind of yeah, coup. Uh, oh. I'm not, I don't want the power, guys. Your your government abandoned you. Okay, the government that they're not allowed to hear from right now because they're seizing the assets and the means of communication. Yeah, that was that was an interesting little side note that when uh, the Germans started invading Norway, the king and what would be their Congress, if you will, now gets up and moves like maybe 100 miles to the east to avoid being captured by the invading Germans. So uh, the Germans take over the, the national radio station and then they put Quisling in there to put out this radio broadcast. Listen, your, your government has abandoned you. So now I'm going to start this new government of Norway. With, with Hitler's approval. And it's course. been a peaceful uh, transition of power too, mind you guys. Quiznos would never do anything to jeopardize the goodwill of the people here. Okay. And unfortunately, uh, when people can see right through that, Norwegian people weren't buying that for heartbeat. They were already kind of half and half on Quiznos anyway, because they're like, this guy's kind of a jerk off. You know, we don't really know what he's all about. He's making a lot of problematic statements out in public. And he's also clearly just a power hungry guy. This is more proof that he is as power hungry as they ever dreamed of. So pretty much the collective people of Norway are just like, fuck this guy. And that solidifies support around the king, the king who's attempting to be deposed here too, mind you. The Norwegian king. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, it was Germany's attempt to capture the king of Norway and also uh, Denmark so that they were going to have to uh, you know, surrender the country because we captured your king. You know, big chess game. We took your king. So – Game over, but uh, and he said didn't that he would, it worked that way. Oh, it was great too. The king, who you know, he obviously this is a tough time for kings and, and monarchs and stuff like that. Um, as these governments are trying to lead up and people are you know trying to get into the you know the, the modern world, um, and we're getting away from the idea of divine rule and shit. However, this one king of Norway, pretty interesting guy. He goes, I would rather abdicate the throne than turn it over to the government that's going to be led by goddamn Quisling. Okay. So when they realize that that's not going to work, he pretty much jumps on the radio and goes, hey, guys, I'm in charge now. Everyone said I'm in charge. You know, it's kind of like Kevin Bacon in Animal House, you know, just trying to tell me, everyone stop. Everything's fine. <laughs> There's no Be calm. Be calm. <laughs> Who's in All charge is well. All, All is, is well. There is. That's the line. <laughs> but it solidifies the support around the king and pretty much everybody's just done with him here. And his further damaged reputation literally just gets him a little, uh, hey, thanks for trying, bud, letter from Hitler. You know, he goes, don't worry. When I'm in charge, I'll put a little government job together for you. Everything's going to just be fine. But, you know, you tried. Maybe it wasn't for you. A little too hard. <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah. Quiznos <laughs> has gone from humanitarian ace to <clears throat> traitor to failure. If you fail – and that's like Judas not even getting to spend the money he betrayed Christ with, which, by the way, he didn't. Okay? He offered Just like himself. real Quiznos. It failed miserably. Uh, uh, Am I wrong? Uh, <laughs> Quiznos was the working man's Panera. Okay? And we we did not appreciate them like we should have. Well, you know, that's an out west thing. Here we have good sub shops, good, <laughs> good bread. We don't this we'll is, do this. that shit out in Ohio and 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 west. That's right. Because they I mean, don't people know the west think man. they have authentic yeah. sandwiches. People out west think Pizza Hut's the bomb, right? Yeah, <laughs> or Domino's. Hey, yeah. we're getting pizza. Oh yeah, you're getting Domino's. And there's oh. really, honest to God, there is no greater subject matter expert than Chris Covert on who, sandwich. On, on like, sandwich, the artist, the artist known as Chris Covert. Hell yeah. <laughs> culinary fucking Over master 30 years in the business baby oh, dude. <laughs> i can prove it <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
It's uh, it sucks now that you attempt to betray your country in order to gain the seat of power, and you don't gain the seat of power. This must be an all-time low for this poor guy. Yeah, Hitler. Hitler says, "Sorry, dude, but uh, we're going to appoint a German, uh, a Josef Terhoven, as Reich Commissioner." Commissioner. See, this is why I just avoid the words I can't pronounce. <laughs> well, right, Commissar. <laughs> my two years of high school German is not really helping me out here much, but yes. <laughs> right, Commissar, um, uh, Herr uh, Terhoven. So, and it, of course, they're bringing in their own their own people, and you know, Quisling is just a puppet. Well, he's going to spend some time in Germany for a little while too. He gets a he wins over Hitler in a meeting saying, you got to give me a second chance here. Is that really such a good thing as winning in a meeting with Hitler? You know what's a great idea? What if we... <laughs> Hitler, Bobby, I'm the white knight. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right, I got a good Jewish joke for you. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quizzy is a, a suckling at the under tit of evil right now. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's. He's got to be getting a little frustrated and... Well, he forms uh, that that original group that he had, the National Samling Party, is now going to be in full control of Norway. Okay, so because the Norwegian government does fall to Hitler, but you know, and Quizzy's you know going to be back in action over here, returns to Norway. He's now in power of the entire country of his origin, in theory. Okay, he doesn't have a lot of leeway here. He's doing Hitler's. He's Hitler's bitch. That's pretty much what it is. All right, for lack of a better term, puppet. Uh -huh. <laughs> I had to bring it in there somehow for you. <laughs> the uh, but Qu Quizzy's interesting here. All this power um, in this party is being enjoyed by as little as 40,000 people, by the way. The minority vote always wins when it's backed by a machine gun. Okay, We're talking about 40,000 people are actually a part of this group right now that's taking over Norway. Everybody else is kind of suffering underneath it, saying, you know, it's, oh, I guess we just have to you know, obey some curfews and stuff like that. There's no V for Vendetta guy coming out here just yet to overthrow everything. So Quizzy wasn't a full-on Nazi, though. He would agree to disagree with some policies. He like, you know, he would say like, you know, the Jews are bad, but how about instead of, you know, exterminating them like some of you guys are talking about, what if we just make them leave our country and never come back? Right? You know, that's that's a that's a good way to that's like a moderate way to handle this problem, right, guys? Yeah. Right? Rational. Just yeah. as long as it's not in my backyard to get him out of here. Uh, dude, this is a legit position that he held at one time was what if we just get rid of all of them from our country and send them somewhere else? And uh, despite saying one thing in public, it is believed that uh, Quiznos knew – I shouldn't say Quiznos. I, I got to be careful now for a lawsuit here just in case that's still – Yeah, like, really. <laughs> got to get away from that Quiznos yeah. thing. Despite saying one thing in public, it is believed that Quizzy knew about the relocation of Norwegian Jews. Some say he claimed not to know about it at all. Others say he bragged about working with Germany on it. Some say he legit thought that the Jews from Norway were being relocated to Madagascar for a new homeland. Is that going to work though, guys? A new Jewish homeland? That sounds like it could be trouble. You know? I don't think the lemurs would put up with that. <laughs> they don't like to move it. Uh, Madagascar reference. <laughs> <laughs> For uh, the younger generation listening. Yeah. Uh, perfect on that one. But again, these are terrifying positions that he's in. And by the way, also keep in mind too, he's now a part of the Norwegian government. He's 
made himself the public enemy. Absolutely. He's Hitler's bitch. That's straight up 110% here. But now it's the year 1945. Hitler's in deep shit. Yeah, things aren't going well for Uncle Adolf, that's for sure. No, something about a land war in Russia and uh, I don't know, maybe going full evil. You know what I mean? Maybe trying to take over the world. Maybe choosing, again, to borrow a Norm Macdonald line, choosing as your enemy for a war, the world. Um it's pretty wild here. The, the world is finally starting to win the war. And uh, Joseph Goebbels himself, probably the most evil man in – he's up there if you really want to find like who's the, the, the most evil. Yeah, he's top five. Mengele is – Mengele is my all-time though because he scares the shit out of me. Joseph Goebbels? He was the minister of propaganda for Hitler. He's the guy who helped create the image. He created uh, um, false news reports. He was kind of the um, – He was Hitler's hype man. Essentially. That's Goebbels. that's a great way to say it too. Yo Goebbels. Yep. Yo Goebbels. Yo Goebbels. Yo Goebbels. <laughs> wow. The man has he a gift. Yo Goebbels. Tell him where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> See this giant clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I found this really dope uh, political cartoon. I don't know how old it is, but uh, down doormat. Uh, you should post this up on the oh of Hitler walking all over. So it's it's <laughs> Quislings first. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's bad. It is it, the most hated man ever, for sure. I'm trying to find the proof, but I actually think this was drawn by Dr. Seuss, which makes it all the more better. Yeah, that's That'd probably be pretty right. great. Now, there's another cartoon over there, too, that gives him like a more um, vampire type looking, you know, demonic qualities. Here. Nosferatu. That's yeah. accurate, though, Cajon. Zeus um, did do a lot of political cartoons for uh, the U.S. Oh, uh, his, were, kind of his were brutal. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Quisling was just number one doormat or Hitler puppet out of many different countries that had uh, Nazi-appointed uh, leaders, if you will. Well, uh, Yo Gerbs, as we're going to call him now. Yo He's uh <laughs> Buddy down in Germany, throw your motherfucking hands up and follow me. <laughs> this is why I need my friends to help try to lighten up some of the dark shit we talk about on this show. And that's why, that's why you're here, buddy. <laughs> Uh, 1945. He's in deep shit now. Gerbs is disparate. You know, he's got. He goes. I don't think this quizzy guy is going to be useful to us anymore here. But the Führer will still communicate with him and meet with him. At uh, as Hitler and the Nazis are going to fall from power and uh, the Earth, pun intended. Um, quizzy's obvious Nazi puppet government will come under more and more scrutiny. Post World War II, Quizzy's actually going to get put on trial for war crimes. So how does the nice boy, the son of a pastor with the highest test scores in Norwegian Military Academy history, the guy who got involved with the humanitarian aid over in the Ukraine, how's he sitting here on trial for war crimes? Is that right? And by the way, Kahuna pulled it up earlier. You said you, you watched a little bit of the footage, right, of when he was in the courtroom? It's yes. like that old stuff. When you'd go to the movie theaters to watch the news. The newsreels. Yeah. This day so, in history. Yes. Uh, it Literally, that's what one of those clips is. It's pretty nuts, man. When, just when you saw that, his body language, did you notice anything about that? I, he looked scared. Squared. Uh, quivering. He looked like a little bit of a quizzling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, quivering, yeah. quizzling. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but he's in deep shit on this one. He's realizing now he's going to be, uh, you know, taken to... Taken to task for what he did here, the Norwegian people, not very happy with uh, what just happened here. A lot of people died, okay? A lot of people died. A lot of Jews that were taken out of Norway to never be seen again. Okay, so he fed into this, the, the, the final solution thing, whether he wants to claim how much of it he knew or didn't. And Kahuna, you can look at the guy here too. He looks villain-esque, okay? And by the way, that's the opening thing. Quisling, who has made his name synonymous with traitor. You should, uh, he should be 
like petting a hairless cat while he's testifying. Or <laughs> well, he's look, he's sweating it right now because he realizes it's going to happen here. He's got a couple of terrifying things as, uh, on the, the way back over here. So um, how? So how? What's when in the end is his downfall? He gets caught, obviously, and called out on his shit. Well, yeah, once I, he hooked up with Daphne. The whole—I mean, to me, that was a jump the shark moment. That was the yeah, that you was know, his undoing. Yeah, hundred percent. You can't always get what you want. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, unfortunately, uh, these Whoa. guys are falling for power. This these being put on trial for war crimes. Okay, for his collaboration with Hitler and the Nazis, his involvement with the Nazi Final Solution, like we said, and of course his betrayal of Norway into the hands of the fascists. Uh, fascists. I did it. I can't believe I did it. Um, it took them – and by the way, this is how you get caught too because that's another good point too as Kahuna is playing this here. You get caught if you are going to stand the trial um, or you kill yourself. That's literally how the Nazis were – or you escape down to South America. That yeah. seems to be – and Vidcon Quisling, I guess maybe he thought that he would get a fair trial or he thought maybe he would just be banished somewhere. Oh, he got somewhere. a fair trial. Well, he did. He, I think he thought uh, – in his mind, I think a fair trial was going to be maybe he gets banned somewhere or told he can't hold public office. Or, you know, uh, I don't think he knew he was going to wind up facing down a firing squad because yeah. that's what went down. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. He gets convicted of treason and gets placed in front of a firing squad. And I believe if I have it right here, let's see here. His name, uh, again, 1945, a name synonymous with treason, a name now used as an insult. The man who betrayed his country to rise to rule it through a puppet government manufactured by the most evil shit this planet has ever known is executed by firing squad. And if I have his final words right, this is um, – this one's a little troubling. Um I know that the Norwegian people have sentenced me to death and that the easiest course for me would be to take my own life. But I want to let history reach its own verdict. Believe me, in 10 years' time, I will become another Saint Olaf. <laughs> oh, what an arrogant some, son of a bitch. He's still got some pretty uh, high opinion of himself. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, back at Saint Olaf's, that's um, <laughs> Golden Girls reference, you bastards. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Oh, you didn't think we could squeeze Betty White into here? Hell yeah. Betty White supremacist. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, God. Uh, I know that the Norwegian people uh, have sentenced me to death. That's a great opening line just in that. But then to make him – to compare himself – To a saint? Yes. They'll realize I really was the – and I look back at what he did here. Aside from that really great thing he did for the Ukraine – not much else good shit. A lot of forced abortions, a lot of kind of abuse in his relationships, a lot of abandonment of his first wife, uh, a lot of things of uh, shoving people, taking his friends' deaths and furthering his own career with them. I mean, that's uh, – there's not a whole lot of – oh, yeah. Also, the whole letting Hitler take your country over. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah. yeah. That whole what, thing. what was the name of – yeah. What was the saint that welcomed in the Roman legions to slaughter the Gauls, dad? What was the name of that saint <laughs> in the Catholic Church? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But uh, – his well-to-do abode, by the way, and a little bit of justice over here, which was a castle named Gimli, okay? And Gimli is in uh, the, the Norway um, mythos, if you will. That is the, uh, the palace where the brave survivors of Ragnarok will go on to live in a feast for glory for all time. So Ragnarok is their end of the world kind of a thing. And the brave warriors that fight the bravest, it's your cup never empties, the feast is never over, glory. That's their version of heaven. So... Uh, the castle was named Gimli. So now there's this idea, well, I mean, he, he, you know, 
is he kind of saying that he should deserve something like that for his efforts? Um, so instead, what they did is that they've turned his castle. It has now appropriately been turned into a Holocaust museum in Norway that you can still <laughs> visit to this day, as far as I've found. Lawrence Patrick That's Burke. poetic justice for that, sure. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. That is poetic justice. It's, it's like where um, – Another example I would say of doing something similar to that is uh, down in Memphis, Dad. You were telling me that where uh, Martin Luther King was shot has now been turned into the Civil Rights Museum. Yes. So that's one some... of the one place I really want to visit. Yeah. Well, that's guess who cool. lives down the street from it now? Andy Highroller. Are you serious? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Andy wow. High. Didn't think we were going to get a mention of him on this episode here. But uh, um, I'll tell you what, folks. Uh, I want to throw to my father here. You got some weird stuff you want to say uh, to wrap up the episode. Chris, anything else you want to plug? The album's hysterical, dude. Thanks, you're you're so fun to hang out with and work with, and we're going to figure out more ways to do it. We should definitely do it. It's, uh, it's, we don't live far from each other. No, we don't, pal. Tickle fight. That's, <laughs> where do you want to plug this uh, mic that the uh, the folks can do over at that theater? Oh, the that greatest, sounds pretty The cool. greatest mic on earth over on White Street and Red Bank at the, uh, at the movie theater run by, uh, well, I'm running it, but it's the Count Basie's... Uh, thing and i think they're gonna we're gonna cherry pick from this group that's gonna be coming out every third thursday third thursday um and uh maybe once or twice a year we're gonna put together a showcase over at the vogel so people can have a nice big theater to uh it's you know, come up in and it's gonna be fun man it's gonna be amazing so the <laughs> next one's on the 19th uh may 19th over there uh, you can find out information on the uh, count basie website and I got some cool stuff coming up. Um, my Plug next, away. This will yeah. be out uh, later tonight. All right. My next uh, my next really awesome one around here. And I, I love. I always love going back. On June 9th, I'll be over at the Stress Factory headlining. So hey, that's baby. always uh, it's where I made my bones. So I like <laughs> to get back there whenever I can. So. Let's see. We got uh, comedian Chris Covert. Uh, songs Gone Wrong. Apple Music. Buy some shit. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that yeah, one. Yeah. Simple, effective. I like it. Yeah. Get it while we got it. <laughs> oh, man. I've got uh, – so tomorrow is actually Cinco de Mayo, by the way. So I want to plug the true story of Cinco de Mayo episode we did, which is one of the most fascinating stories ever because no one really knows the true story on that one. It winds up involving the French Legion. Uh, some uh, some beheadings, I think, happen in there. Yeah. Uh, a nice Aust- Austrian boy getting uh, ruining his life in Mexico. And a bigger celebration in the United States than it is in Mexico. Sure Cinco is. Cinco de Drinko. That's- Cinco de Drinko. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll take anything we can on that one. Uh, so I'm excited too as well. I've got uh, on the 14th of May, I will be featuring for the great Robert Kelly at the Celebrity Theater in Atlantic City. Please come on down for that one. Check it out. It's on Bobby's website. Uh, by the way, a lot of Bobby's fans are listening to this show now, and I appreciate you guys coming on over. He's filming his hour right now down in uh, uh, Tampa, and it's going to be fucking legendary, I think. I'm very excited to see what uh, – I think that guy's got some talent, Chris. I think he's going to be all right. He does. He he is uh, one of my favorites, definitely. Well, uh, he is um, – he's definitely one of the best out there. Now I get to brag about myself for a second. Um Guys, go ahead and if you're not following me already, I'm reluctantly back on Twitter. It's at KP Burke Sucks. KP Burke Sucks over on uh, Instagram. That's where I'm having the most fun is Instagram. <laughs> KP Burke over on Facebook and American Loser Podcast, the official, the only official page we have for that right now is actually over on the Facebook. Hit us up there. You can help support the show for as little as $3 a month over on the Patreon. You get the exclusive episode. We like to give you three weeks free, okay? We like to give you the, the you get an episode every We're Tuesday for way. free. We like to give away shit We're, free. And, and <laughs> I don't want to, sh- I won't say his name because he was so funny and he, he's so polite. Um, but a fan said something. Uh, he goes, uh, 
goes, I just want to reach out and tell you how much I really like the show. And I said, oh, thank you so much, man. He goes, uh, are there any episodes I should check out? And I said, we just did a really fun one on the Patreon about Alice Roosevelt. And he goes, yeah, I'm just going to be like smart with my money now, so I'm not going to do that. And I was like, you <laughs> and then he starts asking me questions about Alice Roosevelt. He goes, what do you think about that? I was like, are you telling me to podcast for you and the message is right? <laughs> He's a nice guy, though. I like him. He's a good guy. I think he meant all right by it. Um, but uh, I want you guys to follow me on there now if you can too, because this whole thing has been a journey. And by the way, I wasn't able to take the money. First of all, the guy behind the ones and twos over there, the incredibly talented Christian Cordez folks, the incredibly talented Christian Cordez, who has become legitimately family to me. And to, I think to all of us, to be quite yeah. honest, it's not you're just- stuck with me at this point. We love you, dude. You know, uh, you're more popular at some of our family functions than I am, which right. is concerning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey guys, it's KP Burke. Welcome to this week's episode of American Loser. Spotlight that puts the- Oh God, no, I hey. fucked it up. <laughs> Go ahead, They Christian. know who it is. Go ahead and do the shows. You're not more than just a button pusher. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. May 21st, folks. The Dojo in Morris Plains. It's called Tiff's. The Dojo of Comedy is upstairs. The great Mike Romanelli runs that room. Uh, and the great Sam Tripoli has helped me to secure that as the location for my album release party. I'll be doing a half hour of all brand new material. I'm bringing out a couple of hilarious comics from New York City, friends of mine, friends of the show. Uh, Lynette Palladino, who a lot of you have messaged me about. Yes, she's married. Sorry, guys. All right. Um Max Antonucci is going to be coming through for that one too. Another uh, recurring guest there. And then also my friend Boris Kaken, who is from the Ukraine. And if you don't come, that means Putin wins. Okay. So come on out and help us out for that show. We're going to have a good time on that one, man. It's the 21st. Tickets are still available. I don't have much shows in North Jersey coming up after this one. So come on out to that. It means a lot to me. We're celebrating the album coming out. Kahuna will be there. He will sign your boobs. Okay. Um, the album itself, by the way, the album itself, I've been doing a bunch more promo for it and everything, but I'm very excited to say that 800 pound gorilla and the laugh button will be releasing my full album. You can watch it on YouTube for free, for free motherfuckers. Okay. On May 24th. So check that one out. May 24th when that one's coming out. You can also buy it over on iTunes. If you want to help me out on that one, just listen to it, listen to it on Spotify, whatever you can. And by the way, we will be breaching it with Sirius XM. Eventually it will be on there as well. We're going to make all this stuff happen. I do have some tracks on Sirius XM right now. So if you see my name playing on any of those stations, go ahead and send it to me, man. I really look forward to that stuff. It kind of gets me through the day. It makes me realize I'm not just talking into a fucking black hole right now. <sighs> I'm sorry. You okay? Something? <laughs> <sighs> sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <sighs> As little as $3 a month over on the Patreon. That's all we're asking. Okay, <laughs> folks? I'll keep doing this show. I love doing this show. I love getting to hang with my friends doing stuff like this. I love the Kahuna for all the work that he did on that because it really did come out excellent. It's 10 years of me putting together what I think is a strong act after the people that I admire and like working with. So that being said, do me a favor and support me in any way you can on that so I can keep doing this thing. Otherwise, I got to go back to excavation. <laughs> Lawrence Patrick Burke. His name was Vidcun Quisling, and we're going to end on a high note here about him. You're going to try to send us home happy, right? And welcome back from Florida, by the way. Chris just – Covert just handed me $3 to make me feel better. <laughs> there you go. Put his name down uh, in the book. Uh, now we can get that <laughs> – and now Kahuna's going to throw me money. I'm sorry. This is, oh, hang on. I got to get a tip jar out going or something. <laughs> There's not even a poll. Just open up the, open up, 
open up Teddy motherfucking Roosevelt's pocket. Oh, man, that, that would be the dream right there. Thank you, Cousin Megan, for Teddy motherfucking Roosevelt, too, by the way. Lawrence Patrick, send us home. Chris Covert has a beautiful lady he has to get home to. You have a beautiful lady you need to get home to, Dad. And my mom made chicken cutlet. Yeah, so. we're, we're, nice. we're, we're on the line there for that one. All right. No, it's just that you started this episode really with uh, um, you talking about um, the definition of quizzling and, you know, I told, I told you to go look it up, go Google quizzling and see what you get. Well, I had my own aha moment with that guy because back in the day, there was uh, a lot of music being played in the house, courtesy of my uh, older brother, Robert. Uncle Bobby came home with a couple of Clancy Brothers albums. Now, Clancy Brothers was an Irish folk group back in the day, and uh, they were playing some rebel songs. And there was one very famous rebel song, if you will, called The Patriot Game. And uh, they later made a, wrote a book. They uh, did a, a movie on this whole thing. But I had come to find out that uh, there was a young uh, writer uh, who wrote this song by the name of Dominic Bean. Who happened to be the younger brother of Brendan? playwright Brendan Bean? Yeah. Brendan Bean. So he he writes this song uh, about the the Irish Troubles when uh, Ireland was fighting the foreign invader, if you will. Um, and there was an incident back in the, in the fifties where um, some of the IRA members were were killed, and they wrote the song about it. And at the end of it, it says, "I wish my here rifle had given the same to those quizzlings who sold out the Patriot game." And that was like, as a young guy, I'm like, what the heck is that? What does that mean? And I only came to find out that quizzling was synonymous with traitor throughout all of Europe. So, I mean, there's a, there's a worldwide <laughs> hatred of, of quizzling. Anybody that sells out their entire country. He's a little hard to uh, uh, find lovable. You yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anybody who sells out their entire country uh, and especially sells them out to the to the Nazis. I mean, there's there's some pent up emotion there going on. I can't but. even sell out the Elks Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, do me a favor. Follow my funny friends, uh, uh, Chris Covert. Get also. coverted. Get coverted. Check out Get that coverted. album there. Keep supporting what the Big Kahuna is doing. He will be at, again, we're forcing him to show up at the 21st at the dojo. Buy those tickets if you can. I want to sell that motherfucker out. That's North right. Jersey's where I'm from. If I can't sell out where I'm from, man. Then I'm going to start telling people I'm from Jacksonville again. Um, Lawrence Patrick, love you. Thank you for your research on this one. Cahoons, thank you for your time. Mike and Ming, always taking great care of us here to share the universe podcast studio. And that was VidCon Quizzling. International loser. International loser. the day I was born. International loser the day I was born. An American loser the day I was born.